It's game day, baby. Yes, sir. We are back. It's The Point. My name's Brady Pointer, host of this fine show. We got Dallas Mavericks basketball returning tonight. They play the Hawks. We're going to talk a little about the Dallas Cowboys. So let's go ahead and get into that first. Dallas Cowboys beat the New England Patriots on Sunday, 35-29. On the middle of their bye week right now, you know, what a great way to go into a bye week. You face a little adversity early in the game. Your, your defense struggled early. They they shored up quick. They 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 played well at the end of the game. You know, past the first quarter, um, and then you know the offense played great too. A great team win going in to the bye. Dak, thirty six for fifty one, four hundred forty five yards, three TDs, CD nine receptions, one hundred forty nine yards, two touchdowns. Zeke had 17 carries for 69 yards, also added seven receptions for 50 yards. Zeke's still producing. He's 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 having a bounce back year. Good for him. Good for him. All that work in the offseason is paying off. Love to see that. And you know, this team just find this good teams just find ways to win football games. That's what Dallas did on Sunday. They found a way to win the game. They fought through the penalties. They had 12 penalties for 151 yards. Some untimely ones. Connor Williams killed them late in the game with his holding penalties. He had the holding in the drive midway through the fourth quarter. And then he had the bad, the, the hold and the sportsmanlike on unsportsmanlike on the same play on the final drive for the Cowboys. Dallas was at their the New England 40 before that play. After that play, after the ensuing penalty, they got pushed back all the way to the Dallas 45. So left him at third and 25 with 30 seconds left. Luckily, Connor, you got an MVP candidate for a quarterback. Bail your ass out. Dak throws a strike C, 24-yard game, gets him at fourth and one, really sets up the field goal for Zerline, nails it. CD, the goat lamb, had, a, had himself a fantastic game. Fantastic. And that's exactly why we drafted him at 17. Why did the NFL let that happen? Y'all are fools. Y'all will learn from your mistakes. Uh, it's the same thing goes with Trayvon Diggs. Why did you let him fall in the second round? You will learn from your mistakes. So, yeah, luckily Dallas has Dak Prescott to bail them out of situations like that when your dumbass O-lineman gets a holding penalty then an unsportsmanlike on the same damn play. And it really set you up. I mean, it really that really could have cost Dallas the game. When that play happened, I'm sitting there thinking Dallas just lost this game because of Connor Williams. Because of his inability to play technically sound, mistake-free football at the most crucial time. And his inability to do that. Luckily, Dak bailed him out. Got an elite QB back there to bail your ass out of those mistakes, Connor. All right? Learn from them. Be better. Be better. Untimely penalties will kill any team in the NFL, and they almost cost this team the game. But, like I said, good teams find ways to win football games. Great QBs find ways to win. Defenses come up with big, timely stops. Trayvon Diggs is pick six, no matter what happened on the ensuing Patriot drive. I think that was more KZ than uh, Trayvon. If you go watch back the film, Trayvon didn't really get beat on that double move. He saw KZ coming across over the top. KZ just took a bad angle. I mean, really, KZ should have intercepted that ball if he takes a if he takes a better angle. So I really think that's more on KZ because Trayvon knew he had, he had help over the top. His help just wasn't didn't do the job. So and, and yeah, KZ and Trayvon wasn't beat on that double move. Didn't get burned. He was playing it well. Uh, KZ needs to take a better angle to the ball and be more of a ball hawking safety. Go make a play. Uh, so that really wasn't on Trayvon, you know. But uh, even so, you know they let up the big play. Guess what? Offense comes in. Ties the game up with the game-winning field goal. Nine-play, 40-yard drive to tie the game up. It's about the response, and Dallas just kept responding, kept responding in this game. They had no 
they really had no reason to be in this game with the penalties and the lack of execution in the red zone. I mean, Dallas should have been up 28-14 at halftime. They had three red zone drives result in a field goal, a missed field goal, and then a fumble in the end zone. So if Dallas can find their way into the end zone in those drives, like I said, they're up 28-14 at halftime, and we're looking at a much different game going into the second half. But that wasn't the case. Uh, Dallas, it's, um, you know, they've kind of had, they kind of gotten over the red zone hump a little bit, you thought, this year, but those those problems might still, you know, still come to pass every once in a while. Um, I don't think Dallas has really 100% figured out the red zone issues. I still think that is a point of emphasis, and that's really something they should focus on going in to the bye week because good teams score when they're in the red zone. They score touchdowns. They don't settle for field goals. They score touchdowns when they're in the red zone. That's what the best teams do. That's what KC does. That's what Baltimore does. That's what the best teams do is when they get into the red zone, they score touchdowns. Uh, so, it, like I said, the team responded well still. Um, I'm still scared about what the darkness that can lie around the corner with this team because you, you just never want to sit there and say that this team is good. I mean, they are good, but you never want to, you know, sit with that. You you know you have this feeling, inkling in the back of your mind that something bad's going to happen. And um, But I, I'm going to say this team feels different, though, this year. There's something about this team. They're, they have a lot of good leadership. They're together. They're, they're not dr- plagued by, by locker room issues like they were last season. They've got really vocal leaders. they got vocal leaders that actually do something on the field, not like, you know, Jalen Smith was a vocal guy, but then he would go on the field and shit the bed. So, I mean, you got vocal guys that are backing it up with their play on the field. There's a lot of leadership in this locker room. Like I said, there's no issues. There's no issue with the coaching staff. Um, everyone seems to be together this year, and it feels different. There's a different feel. You know, Dak's healthy, of course. You know, if he, you know, he needs to stay healthy. His calf injury, obviously, has been going to be a talk. Um... Of, of the next two weeks when Dallas is on their bye, is he going to be ready to play come come game day? I think he will. He said he will. Um, the boot is precautionary. I think, you know, if it's if it's similar to what Michael Gallup suffered, um, Dak is obviously asked to do less with his legs than Michael Gallup is. So um, Dak can probably play through it if it's obviously not too bad, if the injury, if the risk for re-aggravating it or doing something else, like injuring an Achilles isn't there then they will obviously make, let him play. Um, I don't. I think Dak is very driven this year. Dak wants to win. He's not going to let a very minor injury keep him from playing after he missed all pretty much all of last season with a gruesome one. So he's going to play. He's going to be on the field any chance he gets. So I don't have any. I don't think that's a big deal. I think Dallas uh, going into the bye week. This week they weren't supposed to have practice. He's going to work on rehabbing, work on healing that. I strained my calf. Dancing at my buddy's wedding a couple weeks ago. And look, here I am. Good to go. Ready to play some football if I needed to. Suit me up. Let's roll. All right, so I think Dak's going to be okay. I'm not too worried about that. Um, I'm a little worried about DeMonte KZ getting a DWI first day um, into the bye week. Dumbass. So that's a little worrying. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy said, or saw a report Mike McCarthy said on right, you know after the game on Sunday, Enjoy your week. Not going to have practice. Enjoy your week. Rest. Recover. Don't be stupid. And guess what? They might take KZ does goes and be stupid. There's a dumbass. So that's an issue that teams are going to have to figure out. Um, probably not going to amount to anything this season. Next season, maybe. Because, of course, investigations and everything takes a while and blah, 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 blah. 
So that wasn't smart on his part. That's something that um, Dallas will have to handle on their bye week. When Dallas comes back in week eight, they take on the Vikings. We'll have a little bit more on that game when that time comes around. But enjoy the bye week, Cowboys fans. The team's 5-1, five, five straight wins. They're rolling right now. Offense looks every bit as advertised. Defense is getting better every week. They look weak in the first part against New England, but they really came along and really shut down that New England offense until the fourth quarter. So this defense is starting to prove that they are kind of legit, that they can play some football. So good for them, and I'm happy with it. I'm happy as a Cowboys fan, and I'm not seeing too many issues in the future. The vibes are immaculate, as they say, over in Dallas Maverick basketball land. And that's what we're going into next, baby. Dallas Mavs play a real basketball game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, 630 on TNT. Real pumped about this season. Uh, you know, the, the offseason additions, Sterling Brown, Reggie Bullock, Bullock um, Moses Brown, they weren't, you know, the, the high-name additions we all want as Mavs fans. You know, of course, Dallas wasn't able to get the big names. How, you know, what else is new? So we take what we can get. And Dallas really surrounded up. Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock are fantastic three-point shooters. That's, you know, that was really going to help Dallas. They hoped they could have gotten that out of um, Josh Richardson last year, but his three-point shooting was awful. Uh, you need to get some shooters around uh, Luka. That's exactly what Dallas did. And they went and got Moses Brown, a nice young center, someone that can be molded by, you know, he's being coached up by Tyson Chandler, someone that can mold and hopefully become a nice piece for this um, for this team. And, you know, of course, got the new head coach, Jason Kidd. How will that work out? He was toxic in other places, toxic with the Nets, toxic with the Bucks. So it'll be interesting to see what he does here. Did he take his time being an assistant in L.A. and really shape how he views the head coaching situation, how he's going to be a head coach? Um, so I, I really do hope he is able to fix those issues he had. Um, and I think I, I really do think it worked. I think Mark Cuban would wouldn't if he really didn't believe in Kid. I don't think he would have brought him in because Cuban still wants to win. We may not be on the Cuban train at the moment just because the way this front office has handled a lot of issues over the past few years. So, but I, the Cuban wants to win. I've never I've never doubted that for a second. You know, and then with with Jason Kidd, how is he going to handle the Dallas you know Dallas Mavericks? They got. A, Bunch of bigs. They've got Dwight Powell, you got Max Kleba, Willie Collie Stein, Boban, Moses Brown, you got KP, who's interchangeable between the four and the five. So it'll be interesting to see what the lineup situation kid comes out with. You know, you've got you know three true centers, Willie Collie, Stein, Boban, and Moses. You know, you've got Dwight and Max who are interchangeable with the four and five. Chris Stapps interchangeable with the four and the five. And I don't really want to see Chris Stapps at the five too much. I think he's better off at the four. Um, he hasn't shown me the post chops to be able to go down there and play. Um, Plays consistently down low offensively. Um, he really needs to have the floor spaced out. So if Dallas wants to sp space the floor and really work on that, and maybe throw Maxi at the four and Chris Stapps at the five, that that could work. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting because you're not going to see Boban and Moses on the floor together. You're not going to see Willie Cauley Stein and Boban on the floor together. So it'll be you know it'll be interesting to see how Dallas handles this situation with their with their bigs. They've got a lot of them. They've got some versatility in there too, especially Maxi. Uh, Dwight and Crape KP who can interchange between the four and the five. So lineups are going to be interesting to see. It is game one. So if game one comes around and you get, the Mavs fan get pissed off with their lineup they don't see, guess what? It's game one. Calm down. All right, calm down. Gonna learn. It's a learning process. It's a learning process. I think last year with Rick, nobody liked the lineups he came out with early in the season. As the season goes on, he learns what works. He learns what doesn't. Same thing's gonna happen with Kid. You know, learn what works. Gonna learn what doesn't work. And by game 
25, probably going to have a little more figured out outside of before game one, you know? So, you know, and I think in Dallas, Dallas has a shot to finish, you know, midway through the Western Conference here, four, five, or six. I think they had a lot of higher aspirations last year, and they fell short of those. Um, then the West is tough. You've got the Jazz. You've got the Nugs. You've got the Lakers. You've got the Suns. You know, you've also got Portland. You've also got the Clippers, Golden State. So this team is so – the West is going to be tough top to bottom. One through ten, you know, if they do the playoff again, one through ten is going to be very tough to beat. Um, so it, it, it's going to be t- it's going to be a struggle for Dallas. You've got to beat the bad teams. Can't be dropping games to Sacramento or Houston like they did last year. All right, gotta gotta find ways to beat the bad teams, and that's exactly what Dallas is going to be able to do this season. I think um, Luca's back. We obviously have Luca. Can't discount that. Um, that's going to be what drives this team from game one is what Luca Doncic can do on the court. Um, and MVP candidate, I think he's the he's got the best odds to win MVP at this point. So he's going to take all of that. He's going to run with it, and I think the Mavs are going to have a pretty good season this year. I'm really excited for this year. Uh, KP's happy. He doesn't seem upset. His issues that plagued him at the at the end of last season have really gone over at the summer. You know, I think I like how Dallas has handled the situation. Um, you know, him and him and Luca seem to have gotten over whatever issues they had. Um, you know, they they could have handled it like the Ben Simmons situation. This could have turned out just like Ben Simmons, where KP is not coming around. He doesn't even want to practice. Doesn't want to be with the team. The team doesn't want him around. This could have turned into a completely toxic situation like they're having in Philadelphia, and it didn't. It, it worked out well, and KP had himself a full, healthy offseason, and that's huge. I don't I think people don't realize how big that is for Chris Stapps, to be able to actually work on basketball skills and work on his game instead of rehabbing an injury for an entire offseason. He can actually build strength, build upon what's already there, you know, work on his game and not work on rehabbing his knee or his ankle, whatever the hell it is that's bothering him. So I think that's big for Chris Stapps this year. And I'm excited. So, once again, 6.30 tonight, TNT tip-off. Play the Hawks. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, the Hawks are good. Hawks are projected to be one of the best teams in the East. They went deep in the playoffs last year. So, I'm expecting this to be a really good game, a really fan, really great opener for the Mavs and the fans around the NBA because basketball is back, baby, and it's great. That's it for the point today. Um, going to talk more about the Mavs as they're – See the first few games go on here. You know, got the Cowboys off this week, so we won't be talking about their upcoming game until that happens in a couple weeks in Minnesota. That's it for the point. Uh, thanks for listening and sharing. Stay tuned for more Mavs updates. 